Hi, welcome to Turn Your Head and Cough and Obama Sucks. <laughs> this is uh, edition three of uh, Cats vs. Dogs. Not edition three. <laughs> Take three. There's, there's a difference. That's what I said. Take three. Well, no, I mean, we made the other two, then we scrapped them. We, we made them, we're making them obsolete by putting out the new edition. Disagree. Yeah. I guess we didn't release them. That's the key. That's it? correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is the key. They were never released to the public. We should do that. They weren't ever released to the private. <laughs> <laughs> they were deleted. <laughs> yeah, they were deleted promptly, I might add. Yeah, this is, we're, yeah, we're trying this again. Um, so, we're not supposed to do news, right? Right. That's covered in the second podcast of However. the month. However. However. You know, it's kind of funny because I have some music news. I have some well, news. Keep it. Okay. Keep it. Hopefully, you still won't know about it by next week. But I do want to talk about uh, Forward Unto Dawn. Okay. I mentioned this to you, David. I'm pointing at you. Uh-huh. Um, Forward Unto Dawn is a mini series, I guess. Is well, the that's coming it. out. That You get that for free if you get the limited edition version of Halo 4. Do you? Oh, yes. you did a little more research on it then? So, well, I did more research <laughs> on Halo 4. <laughs> so let's wait to even, me- well, just mention it, but make it very brief. Okay. Okay, Forward Unto Dawn is, I guess, a, a mini-series might be the word. And it, what it is, it's going to be a live-action, five or six episodes long, that is kind of a prequel to Halo 4. And that's it. Yeah. All right, so I guess that brings us to, we get to talk about our the game. game. The game. The game. Oh, Fred's really excited about this game. This is one of the first games in a while, I guess, he's, he's been able to, well... Talk about is it the first game ever that he's played before? We no, no, no. Because we talked about. Uh, oh, I've, t- I've played other games that we've talked about since the recording. Minecraft. <laughs> uh-huh, I played that one. <laughs> That's how long it took. You me. had to think. <laughs> Wait a bit. That's he's right. He at, he showed up for our big group. No, he didn't show up. No, I was on the <laughs> other end. I was on the other end playing he, live he, with you guys. He re- he get, was too lazy to show up. So no, remo- I was at work. Shush. He remoted in uh, online and played with us on live instead of playing with us at the house. And he kept trying to send us voice messages when none of us could reply. <laughs> yeah, you can. No, we can't. It's called texting. We're not going to stop texting. Dur- We're not going to stop and text during converse- or a competition, no, 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 no. dude. It takes too long. You could press your Xbox dashboard, and it pulls up. And, and then you're not making any progress. It uh-huh. was a scavenger hunt. It takes forever to type something out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> our game this month is Sniper Elite V2. By far, one of the best games that's come out so far. Bullshit. I, I disagree, too. I think it's very well done. but It was good. It it was good. It just wasn't my style okay, of game. There I is, can say that. There are more mm. ga- great games out there, but this one I have enjoyed probably more than I have the others. Did you ever sni- play uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior? Yes. Yeah? I um, thought it was way better than that one. The new... <laughs> I heard those enemies are omnipotent. <laughs> the, I played it on the hardest difficulty, and when you play it on the hardest difficulty, it's more realistic because, yeah, yeah you can shoot someone from one farther... There, there's more account for like drop and things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, your enemies like unless you really 
pick it up. <laughs> Your enemies don't know where you are, um, and you can just pop them. Mm -hmm. Well, and this, you, you're talking about this sniper, right? No, no, I was talking about sniper ghost warrior. No. Okay, sniper ghost warrior. I was gonna say because well, even V two, if you shoot somebody, and not necessarily, and then it's not masked by sound. It's not masked. Everybody sound. instantly knows where you are. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, like a lot of the times, in in this game, I would sit there and I'd find a building. Stand, because you know you're, you're when you're sniping, you're not supposed to be at the window with your barrel sticking out. Okay, mm -hmm. I stuck back into the building and shot from inside the building, which masked a lot of the sound. And plus, I they they saw that their friends drop, but they didn't know where the shots were coming from, so they would just be like turning in circles. My uh, biggest problem, and Don probably already knows this, but my biggest <laughs> problem with Sniper Elite was that it was third person. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I just, yeah, it was third person. For that I game, like that I didn't either. much care for that either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate. I really hate third-person games in general, but uh, this game specifically would have been made so much better if it had been third-person. First-person. First-person, that's what I meant. <laughs> the only third-person game I like is Dead Space, and yeah. that's because there's no HUD. All the information's on your back, yeah. your health bar and your stasis and all that. It's on your back. Um. So uh, let's. I guess let's vital start kills. With, yeah, that was really cool. It would. Mm -hmm. It would do this vital kills thing where if you were shooting someone like oh. through the eye or something like that, it would slow down and watch the bullet from the time it exits the barrel until the time it literally penetrates the skull, and it does like this X-ray vision yeah. <laughs> shot where you see like the skull shattering and and then it goes inside the skull and you can see the brain yeah, and you what's can see the brain and splattering and the bullet just kind of tumbling through their their organs it's really yeah really cool i mean there's other vital shots to where lots of times it doesn't necessarily go into the x-ray either so it's not like every time you get a vital shot or that you think you're going to get a vital yeah every shot, time i killed gonna... somebody with a gut shot it never i never got to see a one of those, but you I said did, that it does for yeah, kidney shot. I did a kidney shot. <laughs> yeah, really I did cool. a kidney it, shot it, too. You see the kidney just explode <laughs> inside the body, which is realistic. Yeah, a bullet hits a kidney. Kidneys are very fragile little organs. <laughs> that's why. Well, that's why. Literally, if you uh, ever see a surgery or something like that, like you can hardly find a kidney. It's so encased in fat mm -hmm. because they're just so sensitive that yeah. that's what the body does. It just encases them in fat. So, and. I don't. <laughs> I know that you guys have probably already done this. The two for one kill yeah. is watching mm -hmm. a bullet fly into one person and hitting the other person, and, and then tumble it, into the second. Yeah, <laughs> really tumbles cool. into yeah. the second one, which is realistic. If that, if you were to shoot someone and they they were lined up perfectly, mm -hmm. it would definitely have happened. Well, with bullets of that time frame, yeah. Yeah, if you were using a modern day full metal jacket 50 cal round, then it's not hardly even. I mean, that bullet's going to keep. That bullet's going to go through the first person, still be wholly solid, intact, bullet shaped, go through the second person, and keep going. Because those rounds can go through armor. <laughs> so, well, flesh isn't going to hardly even slow that bullet down. No. It well, was very realistic. It was for for the weapons of that time period. It was set in World War Two, the right. end of World War Two, and uh, for that time, those weapons you were using, the, the ballistics were very realistic. Did you get the? Uh, 
Well, on the level where you're trying to get to the museum. Okay. Ooh. It's the very beginning of the game, I think, <laughs> probably. Um, and it uh, it has you... Or there's the option to go upstairs and you get an upgraded sniper rifle. Did you guys find that? I, I don't didn't. know. You didn't? No, I didn't. It was a Russian it. sniper. And you walk into the room... And the guy, and it goes into a cinematic, and you pick up the, the sniper, and he says, Oh, yeah. The Russians sure know how to build a sniper, and yeah, it does I more damage, uh -huh. I think. Yeah, well. Or it's more accurate or something. Yeah, something like that. And I, I really kind of like that, that each each different gun, based on how accurate it would be, or the type of scope that was factory installed on it, like some of the weapons were more powerful mm -hmm. um, and had a more powerful scope, but were less accurate. Like they were more affected by. By wind and stuff that like seems, that. That seems stupid to put a more a better scope on a less accurate gun. <laughs> well, it has to be. <laughs> Springfield 03 was probably my favorite gun out of the whole entire One game. of the... I, I purchased the DLC uh, where you get to kill Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And you get two new sniper rifles with that. And I can't remember which sniper rifle it was, but one of the sniper rifles that come with that DLC was is my favorite. <laughs> it's really, really nice. It's got a long zoom, I want, and the, I want to it's play a that. lower caliber, so it's not as affected by wind and drop. One of these days, I'm going to have to come over to your house and try your DLC where you get where you get to kill Hitler. It's okay. Really? <laughs> that is actually the church landline phone. The one time all of us like mute all our electronic devices and the actual church hardline phone starts ringing. I I can't even remember the last time that phone went off. <laughs> I know it's collected a bunch of dust, that's for sure. <sighs> Just gonna wait until the answering machine downstairs picks up. Yeah. Oh, we should probably move on. What do you think? Um, problems, yeah. Um, I One of the achievements for that game is to get through a level without being spotted, right? Yes. <laughs> Any level. Any level without being spotted. Yeah. Well, there's one game specifically um, where you have to get to the top of a tower without being seen. Yeah. One level specifically. I didn't get to that one. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Problems with the game. I think I don't know. I'm sure it was very realistic for the situations that you were getting in. But where it's like this one guy, and you're like the one in particular. Spoiler alert! It's the one where you're rescuing, trying to rescue the scientist, mm -hmm. and you're in the entire level is just in this courtyard, and there must be fifty or sixty guys in that courtyard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that level I found to be the. Overall, the just uh, almost godlike characteristics that they give to this American sniper, yeah, I, I find a little bit insulting, to be quite honest, <laughs> because um, especially in all these levels, like after you make a kill, you hit your target um, on two levels I can think of, where there's these infinitely spawning guys, yeah, and then you make your kill shot and. Poof, everyone's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no, they got our fearless leader who was running away with his tail tucked between his legs. Now I have to run. <laughs> I, I did not encounter that. 
But, uh, <laughs> the very last guy you kill is like that, and then on the DLC, when you kill Hitler, it's like that. <laughs> where'd, they, where'd everyone go? <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's and it's like you're hiding up literally on like almost the top of a mountain, and you're shooting people for like half an hour while Hitler's running from cover to cover. And then he makes this mad dash for it, and that's when you get to shoot him uh, while he's running away from you. The moving and shot achievement. As soon as he, you know, as soon as he goes down, then all of a sudden it cuts to the cinematic where you're walking up to Hitler's dead body, and it's like, what? There were 120 bad guys out here with yeah. AKs and sniper rifles mm-hmm. shooting at me, and now all of a sudden, oh no! <laughs> Gosh, I yeah, I didn't like that much either. I the realism though of the uh, the sniping, yeah, I liked, and of a. Um, a majority of the gameplay. That was a nasty belch. <laughs> a majority. Like a majority. No. <laughs> a majority of the gameplay uh, was very realistic and very good. Uh, there were some some of those problems. Fred, did you have any complaints that you want to throw out of <clears throat> the game? Or? There Jeez. are some areas Excuse where me. the snipers, like if, like I remember, I ran out of bullets a couple times. That there, I. I know I shot these snipers on certain in certain levels. I could not get yeah, to Yeah, they hit snipers on the roofs of buildings that you could not get to. Yeah, to grab their Specifically, ammo. Specifically, one example is the museum level. Well, see, I, <laughs> I never ran out of ammo. Yeah. Never <laughs> once. I ran out of ammo because I'd, sit, I'd wait and I'd keep shooting everyone just with my sniper rifle. I never switched to my secondary. So I've always... Yeah, I don't think I, I... I think I pulled out the Thompson once... See, I would and always... And then I got, I got cut apart, and then I never pulled it out again. <laughs> My secondary weapon that I always kept was the British silenced. There's this British pistol, and it's silenced. I don't remember I got the called, silenced but, okay, pistol, the rod. But that rod. pistol, and, and all I would use that for is whenever I'm in a building close quarters, just walk up behind someone and shoot him in the head. That's all I would use it for. I never had the option to choose what guns I was going to take in. Yeah, you did. It's on the... Uh, whenever... It's on the screen. Yeah, it's... Whenever it's loading the level and he's talking about yeah. your thing, then you hit the bumper to go over and it views a map. Then you hit the bumper again and it goes over to select weapons, how many of everything you okay. want. And See, all. I always just use the default weapon. That might be why I was having trouble with the game. <laughs> maybe. maybe. I didn't. Maybe. Well, I just never used my secondary weapon. The only times that I've actually used my third secondary weapon was the, was in close quarter buildings, and that's about it. And Take that back. Actually, I was there was one time that I took the rail rod out, um, and that was for one guy just standing in the middle of the street, and I just walked up behind him and shot him. I did use the well rod. The snipe. That's the, that's the pistol the one, you're yeah. talking about. Okay, yeah. the the third gun, I guess, is the one that wasn't the machine gun. I don't. Think, yeah. I, I pulled that it thing was, out once and got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I just used. I I did the same thing. I just used a sniper rifle. If I walked into a room and there was one guy asleep and two guys with their backs to me, I'd pull the wall rod out to do that. <laughs> well, you see, that's what it, it's all about. Uh, you, you did you guys know you could throw rocks? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I did use that a couple times. It doesn't distract him for very long, though. No, it doesn't need to. You just throw a rock at like this place that's across from you, and then they go over and they look at it. Now both of their backs are to you. Done. They're both down. I did that all the time. I throw a rock out in the main street, and all of them come running and. And I think, yeah, I think that is ridiculous. It's like a little rock goes out and everyone all of a sudden has to go and investigate a f***ing pebble. 
Uh, there's actually a couple times I, I could get up there without being seen, plant a landmine, which is really fun to do. And throw a rock at the landmine? No, <laughs> throw a rock near the landmine area, and all of a sudden you see all these guys just come running to, to, to investigate that little pebble, and then they step on that landmine, and they're, they're gone. <laughs> I was like, oh, that takes care of a few bullets. I think... You know, I, I didn't like the level in the courtyard. However, the level I think I hated the most. And again, I didn't get very far into the game. <laughs> I didn't either. Because um, I had to return it. The level where you're in the factory. And you get spotted in the factory. <laughs> There's a couple times when you're inside. Oh, and so I'm not sure I what... hated that level. Because oh, yeah. you're on like these gratings so people can shoot you through the floor. Oh. And... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know. There it's were where you find out that the guy is defecting. Okay, okay. Um, well, I I really okay. enjoyed the game. I loved the fact that it was hard. Yeah. Even on just normal difficulty, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really like challenging games, and I know not everybody does, but I do. For that kind of game, I'd rather have something challenging. All right. Um, so I think that's about an, an, enough about this game. Like I said, I didn't really care for it. Uh, David really liked it, and I think we had this discussion with Connect too about the difficulty level. Yeah, the Connect game. I think it should be easy to play the game. And, and let me finish. Um, but maybe the. I don't mind when the enemies are hard to kill, like that kind of thing, like in Halo. Mm -hmm. When you play on Legendary, some of those guys are next to impossible to kill. But in, uh, like with the Kinect, it was trying to get the game to do what you wanted it to do that could be a pain. Well, that's just because you <laughs> didn't play the tutorial and we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. The movie Dark Knight Rises. I have not actually seen it. Dark Knight Rises. There you go. <laughs> Dark Knights. <laughs> Dark Knights Rises. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed that one up. But, uh, I corrected myself actually when David said pointed at me. <laughs> I realized what I said. Um, I haven't actually got to see it. I am planning on going to go see it. I have a list of movies. That I going have now got to go see because David and Donald are like five twenty steps ahead now. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you go to see this movie now. It's not like we're gonna. Well, I I, I still would like to go see yeah, it. I okay. mean, I've heard people say it's really good. Total Recall is next. Uh, next podcast. Okay, I will have to try and go see that one. And um, then The Expendables Two will be the next. Uh, the next one. Speaking of, well, we'll talk about that later. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Yes. So, I'm going to leave this basically uh, this discussion basically up between Dave and Donald since they are the only ones who have actually gone to go see it. So essentially, you're saying Donald won't show up. Shut up. So I'm going to move on and then stop talking. Yeah. Okay. Basically, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, the third. The third best of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. I think in order of um, how well the movies were done, I'm going to go with uh, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. That's yeah. the order of quality that these movies were in. Um, the... 
predictability, the lack of a truly just evil character. You know what I mean? Who was yeah, the Joker. evil character on the Bane. 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 Yeah. Okay. Bane was the guy who trained. No. Batman, right? No, no that was uh, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was in this one. He died at the end of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> he appears as a uh, flashback. Yeah. However, the League of Shadows does play a role in this movie, League which is one of the things I didn't like about it. I if, if there yeah. had been five or six movies, mm-hmm. and then they had the enemies from the first movie come back. That, I don't yeah. think I would have minded so much. But they did the League of Shadows, the Joker, and then they came back to the League of Shadows. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I feel like, well, there was so much more in the Batman universe that they could have explored. Yeah. And I don't know why. What about Joker's girlfriend? Yeah, Harley Quinn. Yes, Harley Quinn is an evil bitch. She is insane is what she is. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. What? Um, it's the girl who likes who likes Joker, but Joker's not so quite fond of her, but uses her in a sense. Wow, that considering that I had never heard of her, that clarifies everything perfectly. She I dresses know exactly up, who she you're dresses talking up about. about the same <laughs> as a as, as a Harley Quinn. You know what a Harlequin is? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. On well, they used to be what was on a, a Joker card with jester. the red and the black. The jester, yeah, red and black and face paint. And all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what she drew. That's where her name is, Harley Quinn. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she dresses up like a Harlequin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she is psycho. <laughs> She's psycho, probably psycho. worse than Joker. Yeah, She's the, probably crazier than Joker. Yeah. Yeah. The. the the thing with the game, Bane at the game, the movie, Bane as a character, he was a scary character because he was powerful. See, and that's the thing. You go from having the Joker who was scary Can because... I finish my thought? Okay, sure. Real quick. Uh, Bane is scary because he's powerful. Joker is scary because he's crazy. Yeah, and you don't know what he's could he could do anything. He was just well, Batman said terrifying. He, if, if you notice, a lot of times Batman thought he knew what the Joker's next moves were going to be, and it was totally opposite of what it was. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I don't like though. You go from just the absolute darkness of having someone who, as Alfred points out, just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, the <laughs> Joker to. Bane, who, yeah, he's powerful, but he has this obvious goal in mind. Yeah. And I've, I've got something I want to discuss, and this isn't a spoiler, okay. because it's in every trailer I've seen. They break everybody out of prison. Bane, yes. He breaks everybody out of prison. Shouldn't the Joker have been in that prison? No, because um, Heath Ledger is dead. <laughs> I, yeah, I realize that. I realize Heath Ledger's dead. Yeah. But shouldn't the Joker have been in that prison? Arkham they City, transferred prison. They transferred him to a federal max security prison in Washington, D.C. Well, that's intelligent. Um, which <laughs> is what I just made up off the top yeah. of my head. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. But, but D.C., that's real uh, smart. I mean, that's... <laughs> They really don't have to explain it because they never explained where he went at the end of the movie. Yeah. He's just all of a sudden now he's captured. You know, that that's all that happened. <laughs> huh? 
He was that just was basically it, captured. That's how it ended. That's how it ended was him hanging upside down. Oh, well, yeah. Batman with runs the SWAT off team to, standing yeah, up. Yeah, and then Batman mm-hmm. runs off to take care of... Uh, Two-Face. Two-Face. And so, yeah, we never really find out what happened to the Which, Joker. Maybe, okay. they just, maybe they just shot him. Yeah. Or they just, maybe the SWAT just cut him off the building <laughs> and let him fall, you yeah. know? We don't know. Why That's another things? thing. Sorry, another thing. I think it would have been really cool if they'd had two enemies in this one again. Yeah, well, they kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> well, That's a spoiler, but they kind of did. Not really, though. Yeah. I mean, two active enemies kind of indifferent. Like, they would have killed each other if had they yeah. like, had the chance to. <laughs> Two-Face would have killed Joker if he hadn't been, you know, strapped down when the Joker came in. Wrong. <laughs> you remember Joker gave... Um, Gave Harvey a gun and said, go ahead, shoot me if you want to. And Harvey flipped for it. Joker won. You're right. Yeah. Forgot about that. <clears throat> you die, you live. That's another thing. I feel like Two-Face should have been a bigger character. I, mean, I feel like... He wa- well, even in the comic books, he wasn't even that big of a character. So yeah, was- he's, not a, he's not really a... Evil a huge character, but compared to how big of a character he was in the original Batman movie, yeah, there was the first movie. There's a second, second, no, second. Third. no third, third, movie. yeah. The third movie was built around him, Batman and then forever. Jim Carrey just kind of showed up as yeah. the Riddler halfway through it. Yeah, well, but he was kind of messing with it. Bruce Wayne the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the first thing. The first, the opening of the movie was Batman foiling a. Plot a bank robbery, by, right? Yeah, a mm-hmm. bank robbery by uh, Two Face, and actually, it turned out to be a trap specifically to kill Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's I. I personally kind of liked the uh, original three Batman movies, and I say three because I don't consider the fourth one with Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a true Batman movie. Not just because George Clooney played Batman, but partially because <laughs> played Batman. That wasn't a good movie. <laughs> that was not I, great. The best part of that movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger's role. He did a pretty yeah, good job. He did a good job. The The thing with the the first three is the second one's kind of hard to follow. The second one. The circus just rolls yeah, into town. And, then, and, when, and, and they start killing people and everybody else knows what's going on. Yeah, I will say <laughs> that the second one was impressively dark. Yeah. Like Batman <laughs> should be dark. The second one was very yeah. dark, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, uh, I guess we usually try to give like a star value, right? Is it out of five stars that we try to? Yeah. Out of five stars, how would you rate this this movie individually just by itself as a movie? So not taking into account the others. Not taking into account the others, just taking into account as a movie, how do you think it was? Probably a four. I would agree. Taking it into account with the others, I would have given it a three. Yeah. I was going to give it a three. Right. Comparing, yeah, <laughs> comparing it to the other two Christopher Nolan Batman movies, I would agree. Definitely, probably a three. But as itself, as a standalone movie, yeah, it's a four. It's intense. It keeps you on the edge of your seat, and there is a pretty, uh, a pretty deep storyline to it. Yeah, it. With with Bane and with the whole. The prison that's underground. Yeah. The pit. Yeah, the pit. Um, so I guess that's... A- anything else anyone wants to add about Dark Knight or Batman or... It didn't feel like a conclusion. No, it really didn't. They wanted it to be a conclusion. Yeah. yeah. 
but it did not end no, like a conclusion at all. No, and that's something I, I would like to say just about Batman in general. Batman is not a superhero. Nope. No. Batman is a rich prick in tights. That's all he is. <laughs> Martial art moves. Uh, so that's my opinion of Batman. Anyway, go ahead. I feel like it would have been cool if they'd, like I said, done four or five movies, then come back to this, and then had all those villains from the other Same movies time, yeah. come out at from the prison. Like if they had been yeah. in the prison, you have Joker out, Two Face out, and. Um, Mr. F- I don't know, was Mr. Freeze? That was Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. And have <laughs> have all of these bad guys out at mm-hmm. the same time. And of course, we introduced that would have been a conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> we introduced Catwoman in the in uh, the third movie, but we didn't introduce Poison Ivy, who was like Catwoman's arch nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't so. Catwoman supposed to be? If I remember correctly, she was a good character. Or supposed to be. Yes and no. She was a bad character. She was a bad that character Batman that did had good the hot things. Sport. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> she was a bad character that did good things. She was like Robin the, Hood. No, she was like the uh, girl in Sherlock Holmes. Yes. In the first Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> She's kind of the the opposite, but. Who had a 10 second scene in Sherlock Holmes yeah. too? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was so crap. Yeah, that was such crap. Anyway, course, I was also disappointed with Moriarty. That's that. true too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that second Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> I guess maybe Robert Downey Jr. just doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't know. You, because, you know what? You you gave a glowing review of that movie after we watched it. <laughs> I think he did. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um. I honestly, I think I thought that the first one was better, and I even said that oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. the first one there's actually like a puzzle mm-hmm. to put mm-hmm. together, and like there's all these things that Sherlock Holmes is seeing that that we don't get to see yet, and then in the in the the second one, you know what? <laughs> there, that's for a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been thinking we should do like a review podcast. Well, what I would like to go do, back to some of our. What I would like to do is at the end of the year, instead of doing a movie portion, so in uh, December we're just going to do a look back on the year of, of yeah. movies. So all the movies from 2012 we'll talk about, and because uh, I've been re-listening to a bunch of our podcasts recently, mm-hmm. I'm actually halfway. No, I've got. 30 minutes left in Sith versus Jedi right now. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, it, like, I'm here, I'm listening to the discussions and I'm coming up with more arguments that yeah. aren't, that aren't mentioned. So I think that'd be interesting to maybe go back and do a, a review, a revisit well, some of our stuff. We can only revisit things if, uh, if people post on the blog that they want us to revisit these things. So, oh, so I need to make a, an account and start posting stuff for some anonymous person. It has person. to be different people. <laughs> I can make question accounts. Yeah. This is about the Avengers um, when it first came out. Um, okay. I'm. You guys remember at the end of the Avengers, it went to that cinematic scene of this. What the next Avengers is kind of going to be about? When the uh, you mean the PS? Yeah, the, the first PS did, they introduced the Avengers anti. Did you or the heck. do you know who that <laughs> guy was? Yeah, it was Hydra. No, it wasn't. Yeah, oh, it was. That's what you said. I thought it was Hydra, but then I rewatched it. Uh-huh. It's not Hydra. Well, I went back. What, to he's catch too him. big. His face is too big to be. Well, Hydra. yeah, that's that's what I thought too, but. 
I mean, who else is who else is it then? Hydra l- did not die in Captain America. I know. I looked at that. To I looked at that, and I thought it was Hydra too. After watching Captain America, but if it's Hydra, it is not the same guy. I mean, the, his face—he's got like these things on his chin. His head is huge. Yeah, it's not. It it can't be Hydra. It's somebody else. I feel like there's probably a nerd site devoted to that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, I honestly think it is Hydra. Just you know, he just looked like crap. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, that, it's that, possible that I mean that thing did do some stuff to him. I mean, it could it, have made him worse. I'm going to say it could be Hydra. It could have been the power from the Tesseract did something to him when he went through. Yeah, but I don't think that's what I don't think that. Well, was I think it was making him what he was, what his symbol was. A Hydra. Do you know what a Hydra even is? Yeah. Okay. It's the thing you cut off one head and three more showed up in his face. That's why they said that six or seven times in that yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. But there's no sure. way it's turning him into a Hydra. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um... That was the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Batman, uh, uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight I know Rises, you have, so. for the book, Troy's Mom... But no, that's not what we're doing. That's not the it's going to be uh, a a short story reading, so you get to get the first. Uh, this is the first audio book on podcast, um, and it's a short story called. Um, actually, I don't have a title for it yet, but I'm recording it separately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do a dramatic reading. Right, for I know, us? no, our um, it will be dramatic. Our discussion. I decided to take our discussion and turn it into a short story. Okay, so that will be the book, and it'll be a reading, and uh, that is what you guys get to listen to now. In 2020, when the global economic crisis was at an all-time high, tensions rose equally high between the U.S. and China. We all knew that if the time came that we turned to nuclear options as a solution, it would be the end of humanity as we know it. For three of the longest years in history, China and America engaged in what they called diplomatic warfare. Basically, what it amounted to was an equal number of politicians from the U.S. side and from the Chinese side went into a room and entered into hours of legal measuring. Meanwhile, both governments kept their fingers hovering above the big red button that had the power to end us all. It was like a sick Mexican standoff that spanned continents. The world watched with anxious eyes as we teetered on total destruction. The tension was thick enough to cut with a dull butter knife. Little did we know that one country, who had managed to stay below the radar for centuries, possessed the solution to the nuclear apocalypse. For many years, Canada had gone from country to country gathering nuclear launch codes. So on September 23, 2023, when the missiles took to the air, the Canadian government was ready. Within a matter of minutes from the time the nukes left the ground, they had all splashed harmlessly into the ocean. But the real damage was done. China and America were now at war. I was 19 at the time, and anxious to kick some Chinese ass. I don't necessarily have anything against Chinese people. As a matter of fact, one of the men in my platoon was of Chinese origin. His real name was Jian Huang, but I called him Johnny. When I first met him, I thought he said John instead of Xian. And when I started calling him Johnny, he took to it like a kid to a lollipop. It took almost a full year of service together before I even realized my mistake. 
By the time I was 25, I had become a well-decorated general in charge of a quarter of the U.S. forces. It normally would take longer to advance so far, but all the people who outranked me were assassinated a year back. All our efforts were now spent spying on the Chinese side to see what, if any, weaknesses we could identify. We ended up learning that the Chinese were working on a revolutionary new warrior, one that would change the face of the war. A month after I was promoted to lieutenant colonel, Johnny was offered a top-secret mission behind enemy lines. He was the first one to successfully gather intel regarding one of China's weapons suppliers in Russia. Blowing up one of the first of many Chinese weapons depots was a major turning point for the U.S. forces. Now, Johnny had once again delivered groundbreaking information. The Chinese were using cybernetic technology and domesticated house cats to create biometric war machines. Naturally, we put our top scientific minds towards developing the same technology, but using man's best friend, dogs. After about six months in the lab, the face of the war had changed, and it was about to change even more, in a way no one could have predicted. Now there were thousands of cybernetic cats and dogs doing man's fighting for him. Human casualties had decreased substantially since the creation of our mechanically engineered pets. But something wasn't quite right. We hadn't sent any of our spec ops guys into the fields for the past five months, yet we were receiving information that several of the leaders of the Chinese government were being found dead. Some with their throats cut, some were bludgeoned to death, and the most unfortunate were actually torn to pieces. A week later, we found the same thing happening to our most respected leaders. It was now mid-January, 2031. We had called several patrol mutts in for hardware upgrades. Halfway through the process, the dogs attacked the techs. The soldiers on watch responded with what by now had become a very itchy trigger finger, destroying six of the mutts and mortally wounding the last. Two of the guards reported hearing the cybernetic dogs talk to each other shortly before being shot and killed. This was of course impossible, given that no such upgrades had been given to any of the animals equipped with biotechnics. But still, the story intrigued me. The only surviving mutt was being examined by both veterinarians and medics. Ironically, by making them harder to kill, we also made them harder to keep alive. I asked the medic how things were going. He informed me that all the dog's cybertronics had been turned down to 5% power to prevent him from being able to attack anyone again. I walked over to the mutt and looked it in the eyes. As a kid, I had always had the feeling that dogs could somehow understand what humans said, and now, as I looked into the cold, terrified eyes of man's mechanically engineered best friend, I knew it to be true. Why are you here? I asked. The doctors and techs in the room were overcome with a look of panic. No doubt they thought me to be insane. Not surprisingly, no response came from the mechanical dog that lie before me. Despite the fact that I appeared to be talking to myself, I repeated the question. Why are you here? A long, tense pause followed. One of the techs stepped forward and began to assure me that there was no possible way for the dog to respond to me. When a soft, calm voice filled the room. Surely you know the answer to that by now, said the voice. This managed to multiply the look of concerns on the faces of everyone in the room. The four soldiers on my protection detail snapped to attention, raising their weapons to the ready position at the same time as the techs and engineers all took two steps back in a single, fluid motion. I looked back at the wounded dog, right as he once again began to speak, barely moving only at the tip of his snout. 
we have come to rule. It took almost three hours for the story to come together. I couldn't believe all I was hearing. Neither domesticated cats nor dogs were even of planet Earth. They had merely managed to stay undetected on our world because of the striking similarities to our wild animals like wolves and bobcats. The reason they had come to Earth was the same as you would see in a crappy science fiction movie. They had harvested all the natural resources from their home planets and sent a few groups to search out planets that could be made habitable. Naturally, they came upon Earth. First, in 30,000 BC, the dogs arrived from a distant planet in the opposite edge of the Milky Way galaxy called Canis 9. The idea was simple. Harvest Earth's resources and send them back to their home planet, undetected. They planned to achieve this by posing as companions. For over 200 centuries, that's exactly what happened. Then, in 7500 BC, the inhabitants of Phileas X arrived. They had come from an adjacent galaxy because their scanners picked up the minerals literally covering our planet. Hilariously, both alien species managed to live side by side with each other for almost 7,000 years until humans started realizing their true potential. Humans now harvested Earth's resources for themselves. At first, it didn't seem to be much of a problem, but as our technology became more complex, our usage of natural resources became more demanding. By the time the automobile came into the picture, both alien species realized they were in a dilemma. The greater man's demand became, the less was available to be transferred to their respective home worlds. A new strategy quickly formed. They would have to earn the total trust of the human race and then rise up against them. Then, they could use the strength of the humans to harvest the resources for them. It was about this time that both species became aware of each other. It was a total accident. One day a dog accidentally talked in front of a cat. None of them even remember what the animal said, but it didn't matter. Both sides now realized that they were fighting not only to win over the human race, but also against the other alien invader who was intent on taking the resources for themselves. The battle had been going on right under our noses. Typically, everything happened secretly. Someone's cat ran away in the middle of the night and it was never seen again. Or a stray cat showed up at a doorstep, and when the house dog took off after the cat, the dog never returned. Both species realized that everything must be done in secret, or else the humans would be made aware and fight back, making harvesting the planet extremely difficult. But now, the world was in chaos, and being mechanically improved, they no longer cared about keeping the fight or the takeover of the human race quiet. As I relay the story to the leader of the Chinese mechanical army, I was shocked to learn that he was already aware of the situation. When I demanded an explanation as to why he had not informed me, he simply said, I knew you would never believe me. Sadly, he isn't wrong. I still don't fully believe it after having heard it straight from the source with my own ears. But this is no time for doubt. Something must be done. We spent hours looking at options. A plan finally came together, but no one liked it. We had been exploring the ocean for the past few years, trying to extract as much usable nuclear material as we could from missiles that had splashed into the ocean at the beginning of the war. Very little remained usable, but we had managed to form several effective bombs with what we found. After talking, we learned the Chinese had managed to do the exact same thing. Ignoring the fact that both countries had been preparing to bomb each other, and ignoring how close we had come, we determined we would use our combined bombs to destroy the mechanical armies. The problem was, we only had enough bombs to hit one of the armies. So we had to choose which army to eradicate. 
and we had to choose wisely. Because once the bombs hit, the other army would quickly turn their attention to us. My name isn't important. My mission, though, is critical. I was placed in charge of putting together a team to choose which of the two armies posed the greatest threat to us, and that would be the army we would bomb. I now sit outside the conference room, waiting for my order as to which species would be wiped from the face of the earth by the end of the day. The date is July 4th, 2031, and once again we find ourselves fighting for our independence. I left behind this record of what has transpired so that if anyone survives to the end of this war, they will know what was done for them. If you are listening to this recording, then it means I didn't make it. I ask only that you continue to celebrate those who, like me, died in the end not for their country or political gains, but for the freedom of our entire planet. I wish you the best of luck in putting the shattered pieces of our world back into place. It won't be easy, but nothing worth doing ever is. Good luck, and Godspeed. And we're back. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. <laughs> Every time we cut away, it comes to, and we're back. Nobody else says anything, so why not? Uh, so that was that was it. And uh, and that brings us into our discussion. Cats versus dogs. Cybernetic cats versus Cybernetic. robotic dogs. Well... <laughs> Now, yeah, we... yeah, currently. What what this is, is this discussion is now the strategic room. This is now the room where we're planning our assault. Okay. okay? <laughs> and so we are like the masterminds behind this uh, this human take rise back. up. Yeah, this <laughs> human take back. And uh, we, we need we're to We're John Potter. No, John Connor's standing outside waiting for our orders. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, pretty good. I came up with that. I just pulled that little gem right out of my keister. And then he's going to send Reese back in time. Yes, indeed. indeed. Anyway, um, so I guess you guys get to be on a team against me because it's just the three of us. Okay. Just the three it of was, us. Okay, it was <laughs> going to be four of us. Just the three of us. It was going to be four <laughs> of us if we had not had a... It was going to be up to six at one point, but... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, times times change and whatnot. By the way, next week, <laughs> next weekend, we will record the podcast for the following weekend, so that way we have plenty of time to, to plan this thing out. Yeah. Um, Okay, hopefully we don't get any calls yeah. to interrupt us. So what? Do you, yeah, I marked a podca- uh, discussion topic for next week. You should take a look at it. Okay, we'll do. just ideas. We'll do. Um, so I guess. How are about you guys we? Taking... I say we each take our own stance. Our if own we're stance. if we're doing the scenario you said, we each take our own actual stance and we give our reasons for it. Okay, so I guess on the count of three, then. <laughs> Say whether cats or dogs is okay. what you want, and this is the one. This will be this will be one between the two that we think is going to win, and so it's the one that we want to focus neutral? on. Right. No, no, you have to pick, pick a side. side. No this is America, <laughs> America, where you have to pick a side and you have to pursue it passionately <laughs> with smear ads. And yeah. <laughs> but I want to sit on the fence. Well, too bad. It's a pokey <laughs> fence, and it'll give you a proctology exam. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So, count of three, and it's going to be one, two, three, say it. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'll be like, do we, go, do we go on three or three and then go? Three and then go. Ready? One, two, three. Cats. Dogs. 
Did you say dogs? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, did. There we go. Okay, so two dogs, one cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's one pussy in the room. <laughs> You get it? <laughs> no, just one who realizes that it's who wears the skirt. <laughs> oh, well, no, you're right. But, um, <laughs> speaking of which, I heard someone make an excellent point the other day. You know how some women, like, whenever they get old, they just start collecting cats? Oh, and they'll die with, like, 50 cats in their yeah. house, and the cats start eating their face when they die. We had to, we had um, to go to a call on one of those. Like here's, like, here's the kind of the difference between the genders. Like, the male equivalent... Of being old, lonely, and having 50 cats is being a serial killer and making a suit out of human skin. Like, that's the difference in, uh, in like, women are insane, but they can still appear to be civil. <laughs> when men become insane, like, that's it. It's just, it's just, you know, cut someone's head off and eat their brain. Like, that's, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. That is right. That is the <laughs> hilarious difference between, <laughs> one of the hilarious differences between genders is that, I mean, you can't even, you can't even try a woman, a woman for being insane anymore because they're all insane. That's just my opinion. Anyway, moving on. Cats versus dogs. So, Fred and I will be saying dogs. Donald will be saying that cats uh, are... And this is who we are going to... Devote um, our, most of our Devote our towards. assault. This is who we are going to uh, do an initial assault. Is is which whoever species wins the... Do hyenas actually count as dogs? Because they're more of like an in-between, like a cat and a You're dog. You're right. Hyenas are interesting, aren't they? <laughs> what if hyenas are some sort of hybrid from a like a uh, a See, panther humping a gray wolf? And that's what that's what happened was we got hyenas. That, see, that's why I said, what about the nutrient? <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Gray wolf. <laughs> I went there. That's why I was saying neutral. So what do you, what I mean, you think about hyenas? I don't know what you think. They, they, <laughs> are they going to be considered cats because... I mean, hyenas are pretty much worthless anyway, so it yeah. doesn't matter they're, which side they they're go scavengers. to. Yeah, yeah, they're scavengers. Yeah, so. and they're pansy scavengers, not to mention. Once, they, once they're seen, they run. Without Scar there to lead them, they're not worth much. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> exactly, so that's it's what I was wondering. Of life. So basically, you're going to have like a pussy dog on your side. Pussy dog. <laughs> that's what I call The chihuahuas are on your side yeah, already. That's true. <laughs> yeah, chihuahuas are vicious little <laughs> They're not afraid. Well, oh, man. I, I, if, <laughs> if I saw a, a, a robotic chihuahua, I would get the f*** out of there. Let me tell you, there is no standing your ground with a robotic chihuahua. <laughs> nice robotic dog. <laughs> nice doggy. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we going to classify as a hyena? As you know what? Cat? We're just not even going to worry about hyenas because they're too much of a pansy to even consider it an, mm. an animal. <laughs> so, the idea here is that we took cats and dogs and turned them into cyborgs, essentially. Right, right. right. During the, the <clears throat> war. Right. Now, so does that mean that it could be any cat and any dog? That is something that we had to uh, we we were trying to narrow down <laughs> on our last one is whether because if not, it's all cats yeah I think you guys are screwed <laughs> I disagree lions and... but here's the thing most large cats are endangered that's true tigers lions panthers they're all endangered species as opposed to Alaskan gray wolves like 
They breed out. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they just they have nothing to do in the cold to keep warm other than then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably like what lay like eight pups. Eight, and and yeah, that's why litters. this podcast is such a classic affair. <laughs> Someone takes it to the We're, next level all the time. We are being considered for an Emmy nomination <laughs> by ourselves. By ourselves. <laughs> We're not nominated. We're being considered. <laughs> I mean, we're con- being con- are, we are considering ourselves. For we are considering <laughs> ourselves. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna. I, that's why I'm thinking. Like even even if we include large cats, like it's still okay. gonna it's still not gonna make a difference because we're still doing robots versus robots. Well, cyborg versus cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. So here's my next question, and this is probably something. If I thought of it, I would have brought it up last time. Are we going to say then that all the cats are now cyborgs, and all the dogs are now cyborgs? See, I don't think so because it has it has to do with access. See, the Chinese are the ones who decided to make uh, cats. cats and the Americans cybernetic, dogs. and China isn't really known mm. for a large cat population. No, but Africa's not that far away. Uh, from China, China's on the, the far end of Asia. It's about the same. Yeah, but from they're, they're, China is they a ward on the ass end of Asia. Land. We can't. That's my point. We can get there, but they could get there by land. They don't have to cross an ocean to get there. Yeah, and it'd probably still. be faster to go on the coast. But <laughs> see, what I was thinking when I first came up with this was domestic breeds. And That's all I was thinking of was domestic breeds, <laughs> and that includes dogs. Which yeah. is just the domestic breeds. But Timberwolves are kind of a domestic dog Timberwolves too. are not domestic because they're illegal. It's illegal to have a pet Timberwolf. Okay, so husky. <laughs> oh, wait. You're saying, you're saying domestic, you mean house cats and house dogs. Yes, domestic. Okay, okay so you then said, I, I thought you meant dog. local to the area. Like, only cats that are found in China can be... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not, what, that's, not what, that's not what domestic means. Okay? That is not what domestic means at all. So, then I would have that's my dog the picked out. Because... Okay, huskies are not, not with animals. Not with animals. Mm. Not when you're talking animals. Now, domesticated. No. Domestic. <laughs> anyway, I kind of had two dogs. A domestic disturbance is the disturbance in the house. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Home, homeland. <laughs> okay, you know what? We'll solve this problem right now. I'm right, you're wrong. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> Which means I'm right too. Because he agrees with me, yeah. So that's two versus one. No, he just agrees with you on who's going to win. He hasn't, he hasn't participated no, no, at all no, no, in no. our argument yet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should put that that to a vote. Whether or not we want to include the wild animals. I think if we include wild animals, then we're not going to make them cybernetic. Okay. Okay. I think it's just going to be the domestic ones that are. Cy- well, we could put that to a vote too if we decide to include the wild. Um, so I guess the first question is then, with regard to the alien species, because um, here's kind of what I was thinking, and I may have put it in the short story that we haven't listened to yet. Um, <laughs> here's what I was kind of thinking was that um, they modeled, like the aliens, whenever they were sending the, the creatures here to earn our trust, like they modeled them after existing wild animals, existing hunters, right? <laughs> so, like, you take you take those Alaskan timber wolves, and then you're like, oh, let's give them border collies. <laughs> 
because you cannot not trust a border collie honestly <laughs> those things are. um and then of course humans kind of screwed up the breeding and made chihuahuas and pugs and then with cats you're kind of doing the same thing Ooh. Ooh, let's give them smaller cats. Oh, look, there's bobcats. You know what? Let's make that a friendly animal. Because <laughs> bobcats are the smallest of the wild cats. Yeah. Except for feral cats. <laughs> so I guess the first thing we should put to a vote is with regards to the alien species, should we include large um large wild animals dogs. wild animals wild dogs wild cats wild dogs let's put that to a vote since there's not number of us it should be easy i'm saying no i'm saying it should just be domesticated yeah. house pet animals because that kind of fits with the whole earning our trust thing yeah see my thing was uh, i thought they were all here for the fight and then just the domesticated ones were there for the trust no, but no. you know, you the the domestic ones were the ones I was thinking. Those were the ones planted by the aliens. Okay, because it doesn't make much sense or, for aliens to put wild how, animals here, down here. How about this? Eat us. How long have they been trying to get to get us? Well, because it would make sense if they put big dogs, big cats down here, and no, then no. oh, they don't. This isn't working. <laughs> so they try to no. make them smaller. It's been since about uh, six sixty BC when the first dog was domesticated. That's when the first alien species dropped the first uh, alien dog on Earth. About six sixty BC. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then cats were six sixty six. Cats were well, I mean, in probably in Egypt was when cats were that's when cats were domesticated was somewhere in Egypt whenever whenever the aliens helped uh, mankind build their pyramids build the pyramids yeah, that's, that's, when the when they left, that's when they left the cats behind <laughs> oh this is getting better and better anyway so, so do you think Egyptians worship cats or do you just think they were friggin funny they thought they were friggin funny no, no, I think Egyptians worship cats. I, I mean, I'm talking they, in real life, not inside. No, no, and then they, no, I think they worship cats, and then they worshiped them so much that they pampered them and gave them so many treats that they became fat and useless. <laughs> Hence, modern day domestic cats. Hence Stella. Oh, disgusting animal. <laughs> um, yeah, Stella. If you don't know cat. who Stella is, that's David and Donald's cat. Male mom's cat. cat. Mom's male it's cat. Mom's cat. It's, it's not our cat. Mom named our male cat Stella. Actually, I chose the name. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we need to really move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking way too long. Okay, I say... That was my vote, was just the domesticated. I think all of just them... Just vote. Yes. I'm going to say no all? because... I say all of them, but the big ones are not robotic. They're not. They're just... Wild animals. We're just doing one thing at a time. I know. Okay. First, we're voting yes I, or no I'm, to include in the war large well, animals. Well, no. I'm saying only if. The large animals shouldn't be the cybernetics. If we do that, then I say if the, to, if we're going to yeah, make them see, cybernetic, then, I say they shouldn't be there. Fred, what do you think? I would say no because I already know that there's quite a few domesticated dogs that are big and vicious. So he's just trying to remove competition. So he's going to say no. <laughs> Yeah, no, no I'm not trying to remove competition because I already know I have a pit bull, which are vicious. Pit bulls are not vicious. People are stupid and they make pit bulls vicious. Yeah. And then you got the huskies, which are 
friendly and they are vicious at the same time because they're a half breed of Timberwolves. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at him laughing at you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Huskies I'm... are actually they are they are so removed from Timberwolves, it's not even funny. Seriously. I I'm animal science major. I work for the Missouri Department of Agriculture with dogs and cats, huskies. Not even close. Actually, there are people out there who try to breed huskies and timber wolves, and they fail because there's so many differences that they don't come out right. <laughs> Anywho, timber wolf um, keeps killing. No, 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 that's not. Timber wolf keeps eating the meat. <laughs> no. Um. So that's uh, that's that. I. What did we decide? Include wildcats, not include wildcats. Not include. <laughs> not include wildcats, okay. So it's just domesticated animals, they're cybernetic, and uh, good lord, now we finally get to have our discussion. Yeah. That kind of changes it, though, for yeah. me, because now we're just talking small cats. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an advantage in and of itself. Yeah. See, here's what Your I'm cats. thinking. I mean, dogs just... They just don't have as much dexterity, which is an, an anti thing. Yeah. But uh, you should have brought that up. I'm well. <laughs> you can, you, have, so you haven't let me say my first. <laughs> my first pro argument is uh, dogs. The way their mouths are built, they have more powerful jaws. Okay. That's my first. That's my first kind of pro thing. And then if you add, maybe they have mechanical jaws into that, <laughs> then you're talking some crushing. Uh, like they'll be able to bite. <laughs> the entire head off of a cat. Okay, go ahead. Your first argument. Okay, well, seems to me uh, that the the big thing for me is that dogs. Have you do dogs often use their claws for attack? Animal science, man. Um, I would have said for that. attack. No. Um. Well, what about defense? Sometimes, yes. Okay. But not very effectively, I would wager. Yeah. Not as efficiently as cats do. Well, cats are very, very good at using their claws for attack and defense. Here's the thing, though. The reason why most domestic dogs, they don't have sharp nails, is because they have to be trimmed. Cat's nails will grow out and they will automatically, like, break off, off yeah. fray <laughs> off. Dog's nails don't do that. They will continue to grow until they grow around into the pad. Yeah. <laughs> the re and domestic dogs, well, you have so to have the their nails. They'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to have their nails trimmed. Um, wild dogs, they dig around, and so they keep them yeah. filed down themselves. <laughs> um, so that's kind of that's kind of where that comes in. But if you're gonna if you're gonna make a cybernetic dog, you might as well do it right and give them razors for. Mm. for <laughs> That's another yes. thing. Is how cybernetic are we talking? It's it metal varies. skin. If they have no. metal skin, then dogs are going to win. It varies. It, the it's going to be able to no, get through. Not all metal skin, <laughs> just metal parts. <laughs> you know, the ones that you want to be really fast, you give metal legs. The ones that you want to be your main, uh, your main attack ones, you give metal jaws, metal claws. Okay, so we're saying this was done quickly, so we did this not done do true very cyber so cyborg. They're not, well, they're not robots. Yeah, okay, they're right. cyborg. Right, Have they human. are. They are just replacing parts uh, dependent on 
time yeah so it's just something thrown together quickly so and it's kind of equal you know you have cats that have cybernetic legs you have dogs mm-hmm. that have cybernetic legs you have cats with cybernetic jaws you have dogs with cybernetic jaws it's just an equal 50 50 mix okay okay one more question as a egg guy which are there more of domestic dogs or domestic cats oh <laughs> crap in the u.s actually cats because there are more cat hoarders yeah <laughs> but what about china um in china there aren't many domestic animals in general because everything's considered livestock um well i mean if somebody's breeding cats then they're, they're gonna take those to use them i would say in the world <laughs> overall there are probably more domesticated dogs because they can be used as herding animals and as hunting, hunting animals, animals in in other uh, countries, whereas cats are pretty much strictly used as companion animals, mm-hmm. um, or food. <laughs> Cashew Dogs kitty. are used as food. Cashew kitty. Wow. Um, Isn't that the color that was on the dog? So we are going to assume that at this point in our time, there is an equal fifty-fifty split. So same number. Same number. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, even though I'm pro dog, cats have this advantage of kind of viciousness, <laughs> just overall viciousness. Yeah. Because when a cat decides that it's gonna attack you, boy, it's just an all-out brawl. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever... It's why we call it a cat fight, a a women fight, fight because there's no rules. Yeah. (laughs) It's just all... Yeah, it's just all in. Um, And And we're not being sexist. No, that's (laughs) true. That's a fact. That is one thing I learned as part of my teacher education program is when there are two girls fighting, you have to stop them because nine times out of ten, they're going to kill each other. <laughs> well, they're really why, fighting. That's why you pull out a gun, shoot one into the air, and then if they don't stop fighting, one into each of their hips. <laughs> that's how I settle disputes: is with a gun and a smile. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, Fred, do you have anything to add? <laughs> Just a head shake. Okay, um, Donald. Well, see, I was going to say that cats had the advantage of numbers. <laughs> I would say that they would have the advantage of numbers in a fight from the fact that you're going to have five on one. Yeah, like, that's just... kind of what I was thinking. There's no way one cat is going to take down one great day. No, no. But that's, right. that's mm-hmm. kind of the way that they would fight is they would just, boom, take out one, move to the next. Like move a fighter squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel that that would be a much more effective fighting strategy mm-hmm. than what most dogs you know domesticated dogs that end mm. up fighting they, end up they have a very focused attack style so i find it funny that you're for dogs but arguing for cats and i'm for cats but arguing for dogs have you, have you been watching this it? <laughs> it <is interesting. laughs> it's because we're both so good at looking at the other side of an argument that's exactly right <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying killing jews is good but hitler had some good ideas yeah. <laughs> Dude, I could get into a big debate just from that sentence. Yeah, I know, right? So, Is it wrong to use things that Hitler discovered? Right, <laughs> right. I mean... Through what would be considered cruel, very cruel practices. Like, yes. 
Yes, it's kind of like psychology field is full of stuff like that. The psychology field is full of stuff like that. Like, well, we won't, we won't. Get evil, to that evil right experiments. But, yeah. but we've learned a great. We've deal learned from a lot. Yeah. Do the ends justify the means? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> awkward silence. Yeah. So, meanwhile, cats versus dogs. Yes. Um, I have a feeling that the dogs would be much more organized with regards to an attack. Yeah. Which is both an advantage and disadvantage because cats are just going to bring chaos onto the field. Yeah. Um, one of the... Uh, sorry. One of the Halo books, one of the stories they talk yeah. about is... Uh, or one of the opinions of one of the characters is that elites are easy... Elites and brutes are both strong. They're both a pain. Yeah, elites are easier to fight because they're consistent. Brute will go batshit, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and then you don't know yeah. what they're gonna do. You don't know what's going on, yeah. And True so that. elites end up being easier to fight <laughs> as a result of that. So I think dogs would be easier to fight because they're gonna be organized. Cats would be harder because you don't. You never know what a cat's going to do. <laughs> and at this point in time, we're trying to figure out who has the more... We're trying to figure out which would be more strategically intelligent to yeah. attack right now. The battle is still going on. The numbers are about equal. There's no one winning, no one losing mm -hmm. at this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Which makes this a lot very true. Well, which <laughs> makes it kind of easier to think that... It's going to be easier for us to mount a uh, a formed attack against just dogs. So in other words, you know? this is kind of like Deadliest Warrior. No. We're it trying to seems, figure out... If we're going to make that argument, it seems like we would want to focus on cats. Right because now, dogs exactly. would be easier to fight on their own. Yeah, exactly, which is <laughs> what I was saying. Okay. Which, I, I'm yeah. with you now. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Wow. Not as easy as a topic Any we thought. We didn't expect this to be you, easy. Yeah, no, we didn't expect it to be easy. That's why we... Um, so, do you have it. anything else to add, Fred? Don, do you have anything else to add? Uh, well, I was just thinking, you know, dogs... Have you ever seen a cat that's good with its tail? Do you know what I mean? I mean, monkeys might be better for this, but I was thinking, like... Would they put blades on the tails? Yes. Because that's going to add another mode of attack. And if they have blades on their tails and they're capable of using them, that's going to be a big advantage. Dogs are going to yeah. have that. Uh, yeah, but would dogs, a dog be able to use it? A dog, I mean, a dog just not, wags yeah. its tail. It doesn't... Yeah, a dog... Yeah. We see cats... Cats, cats really have... Their tails, cats right? have nerves and muscles that run the whole length of their tail. I've seen dogs a cat put its only, tail up as a right. shield. Dogs can only use their tail from the base of the tail. That's the only muscle that they have any control over. Cats can, like I said, they control their tail from the base all the way to the tip. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. Stella if they had like the yeah. end of his tail, <laughs> if they had like, uh, if they had some sort of club or razor blades running yeah. down their tail, cats would have that advantage. Dogs wouldn't really be able to use it unless. Well, unless they also had um, some sort of cybernetics in their brain, okay, that allowed them to. Fred's taking a call from Troy, so oh. he'll be. Cool. <laughs> unless you're gonna put him on the mic, mic him. That would be awesome. Mic him. Mic him. That's too late. 
I we'll just be patient. One second. I love you, Fred. Hi, Freddy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we better close this out. What do you think, think so? Yeah. Are we getting long? Yeah. Well, I've been trying to get it down to an hour total. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, we're running long. Um, I still have to insert the story and do my, my editing. So, um,. I guess we'll wait for Fred to get back in and do a final tally on what everyone thinks. Yeah. Hey, hey Fred's back. Yeah, he has a dip in. <laughs> um, okay, so Fred, I think we are ready. We're actually going to go ahead and try and close this discussion out. Um, do you have any closing arguments that you'd like to make? I think uh, domestic dogs are going to have a better advantage than cats. Why? Because <laughs> we, we have... You're, okay, cats, domestic cats are all small. Yeah. Domestic dogs we have small and big. You're right. Tanks and infantry. Right. So we, I mean, like, in other words, we are going to have a bigger advantage there. After the discussion we just had, I'm leaning towards cats. Yeah. <laughs> because of unpredictability, increased dexterity, um, and not to mention consistency. Yeah. It seems like... I don't know. That's going to be that's gonna be really hard to say because dogs can breed like crazy. Well, so can cats, but they're not... Yeah, but they're not going to breed into more cybernetic organisms. <laughs> no. If these things can't even yeah, breed. if they're cybernetic, they're <laughs> not going to be able to breed. But if you want to talk about breeding, dogs, uh, heat cycle, uh, they can produce uh, once every six months. How many cats can reproduce litter? multiple times a year and they are induced ovulators, which means that a female cat is technically always ready to ovulate and at the presence of a male... How how many dogs come in a litter? It varies from dog to dog. Yeah. Um, anywhere from one mm. to twenty. Yeah. Okay. Literally. But almost all cats are gonna be a minimum of five, probably. Uh three Which goes back to the numbers to 10, thing, like we were three saying. Three to ten. Yeah. It's pretty, so dogs it's pretty would average, have a but there. um a cat by the time it is one year old, it's ready to. By the time it's one year old, it can be a grandmother to yeah. six hundred and eighty. <laughs> a cat by the time it's one year old, yeah. so they're born ready. They're born pretty much ready to go, just about, just about. So, um, but I, breeding isn't really a huge factor in yeah. this. We're mainly just talking about which. Uh, I feel like, and you're gonna hate me for this, but I feel like we should almost discuss which would be the bigger threat to humans. Dogs. Uh, For the debate that we set up, I mean, I yeah. know the goal was cats versus dogs. I feel that they're both equally uh, a problem. Dogs are going to be more powerful. Dogs are going to be more powerful. Um, kind of like, well, going back to the Chinese, Chinese infantry. Just, cats yeah. are going to be... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Just uh, utter chaos when yeah. they come bursting into a room. A hundred cats just... <laughs> Literally can Plus, shred. Cats can climb walls. 
Cats can scale logs. Wall, walls. That's true. Dogs cannot. Cats can do <laughs> the most. Cats can do the most amazing acrobatic things I've ever seen in my uh, life. Cats. cats and if you could really actually can. train them, yeah. If you could actually train them or give them like some sort of uh, cybernetic mind, yeah. Then yeah. And teach them to do. I mean, you'd have puss in boots with robotic enhancements. Yeah, which is <laughs> scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine. 500, 600,000 of them, and now we're talking. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think cats... I feel like, though, it might... Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crushing his can on the mic again. Hey, that's the second time I've ever yeah. done that. Um, I feel like... Dogs would be more a more dangerous foe for... Humans, but I feel like if in cats versus dogs, cats would probably win. <laughs> but the argument is, which one should we launch our initial? Tactic? I know. I'm tactic saying cats. So. Okay. I'm saying cats for that. Okay. I'm just as a side note. If we do eliminate the cats and then go after the dogs, I think the dogs would be. A little harder for us to do on our own. Just kind of going with the discussion, the path our discussion took. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think we can declare a winner or loser. <laughs> really, even though there's three of us and we are, you know, obviously there's a divide because yeah. it's such a situational. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's the, um, we almost made it too broad. <laughs> we almost made it too specific. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't broad enough to give us the wiggle room that we usually take. You That's know, we true. usually take so much wiggle room that we're like, oh, well, you know, there's more situations in which cats would come out on top than dogs, or there's more situations in which dogs would come out on top with cats, as opposed to like our um, Loch Ness Monster versus Leviathan thing, where everything was just so open. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't much. I. <laughs> don't okay. say anything. Okay. <laughs> so. That's really all I got. And you guys got anything? I'm good. I'm Donald. <laughs> and I'm Dave, and I guess I get to leave you with my thought <laughs> of the month. <laughs> okay, so my thought of the month is inspired by a recent event in my life, which sucked, where I uh, had the, let's say, opportunity to stay <laughs> awake for 41, almost 42 hours without even so much as a nap. And I was so tired, like my hands were shaking trying to use a fork to eat dinner. Um, and so this, I actually wrote a poem about it. That's apparently how tired I was. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> so that that's going to be my thought of the month is, is this poem that I wrote. <clears throat> my vision is blurry. I'm so tired and weary. All this commotion is making me leery. Keep your mouth shut. Don't make a peep. I'm going to bed now to get some sleep. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime and I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try.
It's okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> that is actually the church landline phone. The one time all of us like mute all our electronic devices and the actual church hardline phone starts ringing.